Welcome to Becoming a Wise Agent. This podcast is dedicated to revealing the latest trends, strategies, and best practices to implement in your real estate CRM. Good morning or good afternoon, depending on where you're coming in from. Welcome to Becoming a Wise Agent. Um, I'm excited to have, I think, Nakia, is this your third or fourth appearance? I don't even know. I've lost track. Maybe fourth. Maybe fourth. So fourth time that I've had my friend Nakia on this webinar. I'm super excited. Um to be talking to him again and um, hearing everything that you have to say about um, this um, 60 day challenge that you have going on for yourself. And, and I know the agents in your office and agents all around the country. Um, and we're going to be talking a little bit more about that here in a minute. Um, in the meantime, I see a lot of people rolling in. If you guys wouldn't mind posting in the chat, um, just where, what brokerage you're with, how long you've been in business, what city and state you're in. I love seeing all those things. I'm going to be headed out towards Nakia in, uh, on Monday. I'll be headed to Savannah, Georgia um, next week. I'll be there. And then right after I leave Savannah, I'm flying the other side of the country, almost other side of the world. I'll be in Hawaii next week. So wow, I'm, awesome. I'm that's a, that's a trip. Are you driving, yeah. are you flying from Georgia to Hawaii? No, I'm going to, I have like less than 24 hours back home to just do laundry repack and um, it's a business trip in Hawaii. It's going to be the first time that Wise Agent is in Hawaii for a business. So I'm excited for that. And um, and of course, I'm like, well, if anyone's going to Hawaii, it's going to be me. Um, Brandon, you can <laughs> that's my perks, there. right? Brandon didn't even get a choice. He didn't even get a choice. Well, we're, we're excited to have you in Savannah. Georgia Realtors has a record-breaking number. Um, 1,300 um, of our members are going to be in Savannah next week. So we're super excited about having you in Savannah. Um, and Georgia Realtors, if you have not talked to the Wise Agent folks, they are a um, Georgia Realtor partner. You need to definitely talk to them. They have some some perks for um, member benefits, but um, they will have a booth at the Expos. Please, please, please stop by and see them. Um, don't shy away. I, I think as an agent, I shy away from Expos because I'm like, they're going to make me buy something. And really, truly, it's about educating folks a lot of times, and especially with your booth, right? And it's yeah. like, hey, where's oh, your struggle cool. points? And and so definitely go by, see the wise Asian folks. Yeah, it's definitely about education and the swag. I um, I do help pick out all the swag. I think we do have some of the best swag in the industry. Um, and so, yes, stop on by, come talk to myself. I'll be there as, um, alongside with Esme. Um, so I'm excited. It's going to be her first time in Savannah, my second or third time in Savannah. I love that city. And I know you all just got, if you are in Savannah or in that area, I know you guys just got hit with the hurricane and um, praying that everyone's okay and things, you know, the cleanup effort and everything else is, um, is happening. And um, we're excited to come back out there and, and support, support. Um, well, I'll be doing some, some local shopping for sure. I love doing that part when I'm traveling. So hopefully my husband's not watching and like, no, you're not. <laughs> you got Brandon's part. It's all good, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, all right, let's get started here. Um, today, we're going to be talking about revamping your real estate business in 60 days. I, you know, I don't know much about the challenge because I know when you posted that, I was like, we got to talk about it. And I'm like, okay, I want to just hear it fresh with everybody else. So you want to explain to everyone what the 60 day challenge is and like, how did you come up with it and why? 
Yeah. So the 60 day challenge, I, I, I run a, you know, a, a brokerage here with my partner, April, and we have agents come into us all the time saying, Hey, I had a lot of business in the past. Now I'm struggling on the business. Um, we have uh, brand new agents that come into our coaching program and try to figure out, Hey, what is going on? What is the best way for us to leverage our business? And then we, we get people, I, I um, have the luxury of traveling the state of Georgia and nationally teaching um, these things and, and agents all over the nation are asking the same questions. How can I get my business? I've been in this business since 2005. Um, so um, 2010, we had this little thing called a, a, a crash of something. I don't know what happened, but um, you know, we have to readjust how we're doing business because if you've been in this market two years, um, you're like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? If it had been at 10 years, you're for trying to figure out the same thing. And so when I'm looking at how do we make this happen? How do we make um, my business grow? It's a, it's 100% the same thing every single time, right? Conversations create opportunities. Opportunities turn into transactions. Everybody needs a place to live. Food, water, and shelter, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's a building block of life. Everybody needs a place. So when the market changes, it's our responsibility to change our thought. Because if you've been in the business six or eight months, 10 months, like when you got in the business, you were selling houses left and right, and you didn't even know how to spell real estate, right? Because the ink wasn't wet on uh, dry on your um, license. And you're like, I, I, but I'm selling houses. And now they're like, wait a minute. What, what's happening? I'm not selling on houses like I was. And so the 60-day challenge is a, is a way for us to step back, say, get it. Basically, I call it a repunt, right? Like, let's re-kick and figure out how we're at. So the 60-day challenge brings us back. The first couple of days, I, I, I get the most flack in the first couple of days because the first couple of days is we're rebuilding. What is your goals? Where do you want to be in one, three, or five years from now? Right. I give them a goal sheet. There's nine categories, and we and I and I, it's video based, it's email based, it is um, it's text based. So some days you'll get an email, sometimes you'll get a text. Um, so and and it's every single day I'm giving you a task to do that's going to better your business. So the first day we talk about you know what the challenge is going to look like the next sixty days. Um, then we start going into goals, right? What do, where do you see yourself in one, three, five years from now? Here's nine categories you should be really looking at. And we go through there. Um, everybody says, I want to make $100,000 in real estate. Well, that's great. How are you going to make $100,000 in real estate? We go into that challenge saying, what is your average sales price in your area, right? What is the average sales price? NAR says that we are on average going to sell within a three to five mile radius of our own home. Um, and so we're like, what, what do you mean? Well, I know where the Kroger is. I know where the Publix is. I know where the pharmacy is. I know where the school is. I know where the crappy traffic is, right? And I know how to get around the crappy traffic. So that three to five mile radius of your own home, you're more keen into saying, okay, I know how to get around that traffic. I'm confident in that area because agents who aren't confident just ha have the lack of certainty, right? We're going to have these conversations. We don't call call because we don't know what you're going to say. So it goes into, hey, what we're going to say. So that first four or five days, six days is, is really about where do you want to go from here? Let's set some goals. And then once we start setting those goals, what is that average sales price in your area? Well, most people, to be honest with you, don't know how to find the average sales price. It's really simple, guys. 
Take the average of homes that have sold in the last 30, 60, 90 days in your area. If you want to start, just use your zip code, right? So go into the MLS and this works for anybody. And that's why the challenge is open for people in California all the way to Florida is because most of the, the MLSs are, are really the same kind of platforms. You got Paragon, you got CoreLogic, you got, you know, Matrix, you've got all of the, it's, they're all the same. All I'm going to look at is my zip code, what homes have sold in the last 30 or 60 days, whatever. Um, go in there. What's the average sales price? Boom. Now we got that. Now we can look at the area. What is the average commission that I'm going to make from that average sales price? Well, if you look at the average commissions in, in um, our particular MLS, it's 2.7%. So now I'm going to get a factor. And I'm not, I'm not trying to um, rein in on, on commissions. This is just a basis point for us to figure out what the average sales price is. And if I sell this house, this is how much money I'm going to make. And then now I divide the money that I'm going to make. So the average in Metro Atlanta right now is $10,840, right? So now if I want to make $100,000, I'm going to divide that by the $100,000, $10,840, which is roughly nine transactions. Well, I tell people, all right, next thing we're going to do is add two transactions for the cost of doing business, right? So now I've got 11 transactions. I've got a goal to help 11 families achieve their dream of home ownership. Who do you know that I need to be helping achieve those dreams? And so the challenge is really based on getting back to the basics because people go through real estate school. They learn three things in real estate school, right? They think they learn about how to negotiate transactions. They think they know how to um, deal with the salespeople and emotions. No, you learn how you're going to get sued, how you're going to get fined, and how you're going to lose your license. That's the only thing you learn in real estate school. So now we're bringing you back down to earth and bringing those foundations so that now as your real estate business grows, the, you're putting the walls and the roof up. Now you're able to have a good foundation to get that started. Yeah, I love that. And I love um, what you were saying about the goals, because really it does start there. You have to. And I know like even on this webinar, you, we always ask the questions of, you know, or we always um, ask people ask people to um, ask us a question prior to jumping in on this, um, on the Zoom call. And the thing that I see over and over again is that there's two types of agents that are on here. The ones that are like, I'm in a slump or I'm newly licensed, or I just don't even, I don't know where to go from here. Like help me out. Like, and you could be a seasoned agent and still, and be in a slump and it's okay. It's not about judgment. It's about like just getting you to that place where you want to go to. Um, and, and what you were saying about the goals, um, you know, wise agent has a goal tracker, um, built in within the CRM. And I wanted to point this out because what you were saying about, you know, what's the average price. I, I love that, that it's like, you got to know your numbers folks. I mean, I love what Nakia, you said, like go in there and look in the last three to six months in your MLS from your, just like the zip code that you're in or that you sell in the most and find that out and plug it in here. We'll do the math for you. If you're like, hey, so this is this is the average sales price. This is what, you know, this is what I want to make my annual gross sales because you know, like based on, on that, like what you, you know, how many, um, what your commission is go going to be then, then you can assign this to yourself and then it'll tell you how many, um, how many homes that you need to sell. You can pad that up too. And I love that you include, like add two more transactions for the cost of doing business because you got to factor in, 
the cost of your CRM, your marketing efforts, and everything else that you're doing, um, because those are things that are going to, you know, kind of help you steer that that whole entire ship of like your finances. And that that's yeah, a really so, thing. So that goal sheet, the bottom left-hand corner talks about financials, right? And we talk about how much money do you want to make? And, and, and I want to remind people too, and, and I saw a question in the chat, is the chat a challenge still available? Yes, we'll get to that in a few minutes, but um, I'm new, right? That financial number, guys, these goal sheets are only as good as you are honest with yourself. So if you are saying, hey, I want to make $50,000, but I want to pay off my car. Okay, how much is that car? How much do you owe on the car? If you want to pay off a credit card, how much is that credit card to be paid off? Because if you got twenty thousand on your car and ten thousand on your credit card, and you want to make fifty thousand dollars, well, now that number is eighty thousand dollars, ten thousand eight hundred forty dollars divided by that eighty. Now it is easy to work through this, but people want to overcomplicate that. So, so you these goal sheets are going to work for you. But they only work if you're honest with yourself when you're filling these out. I'm never going to see your goal sheet, right? But if you're not honest with yourself, and that goes back to another point in the 60-day challenge, find you somebody to help hold you accountable during this process, right? Um, I, you're going to get emails from me. You're going to get texts from me every single day. But are do you have somebody that can really hold you accountable for that? Yeah. And that that's a big thing, too, is that accountability is that we all need that no matter what we're doing. It doesn't matter if you're doing that for your business, um, for your own health and wellness, right? Like weight loss or whatever it is. You want to make sure that you have somebody there that is, um, that's rooting you on like your cheerleader. That is something that's really important that you have somebody that's there that not to pass judgment again, but to really help you get to that next place to help push you along. Because sometimes it can be like, you get, you get those bad days. And it just that's right. happens. And we all have bad days, as, 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 as good as we all look. Um, let me just make sure you're abundantly clear. Um, Facebook is not at all roses, right? We, we post all these things on social media. Oh, this is amazing. Half of those people that are saying it's such an amazing day, they're really not having an amazing day. And so there's times there that we got to pick each other up and we got to have that accountability to pick people up. Um, we can't always be smiling and, and, and cheerful. And, and we have to recognize that there's going to be days that, that, you know, there's days that Nakia just sucks. But, but we have to say, you know what, tomorrow is a new day. I'm going to try better tomorrow than I did today. Um, and that's what we got to do. And, and so we have to recognize we're all human here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so what are um, so what are some of the the things? So once they get past the goals, they they set their goals because that's really like your your vision. Like that is that is what your end result is going to be. And that sometimes is, you know, going down a path. What do you do along that path? Because sometimes there's going to be obstacles in that path that will prevent you from getting there. What are some of the things that in your 60 day challenge, if you can share with us a little bit that they they should be doing? Yeah, so we start off with um, everybody that comes comes in and sits down with me or talks to me. Um, they're like, what books should I be reading? I've, I've got a bookshelf to my left. I've got books here. You know, what books should I be reading? So I give you some recommendations throughout. And, and here's the thing, guys, this challenge, I make zero pennies off of, right? Um, I've had the luxury of, of traveling the nation, teaching real estate agents at a high level, I'm meeting some of the best of the best, smartest folks. So this whole challenge really truly, I've just put pieces of, of the, 
ability for me to hang out with some really cool people to, to, together to make that happen. So the very first thing I ask you to do is buy a book, right? They're, one of my first books that I te teach everybody to read is The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. An amazing, amazing guy, um, an amazing story. But he talks about his his process with savers, right? The way you wake up in the morning time is a direct result of how your day is going to play out. So one of the very first days in the challenge, I say, please order this book, right? We want to work on how you're changing your morning time so that we can help you with your challenge over the next 60 days. Gary Keller says in his book, The One Thing, it takes 66 days to create a habit. This 60-day challenge is a way for us to be able to push um, that ability in there for us to, to create these habits, right? So we go in and we start talking about some of the things that um, we can do for our, our real estate business. One of the things that I talk to agents about all the time that they never think about, they're like, oh my gosh, I never thought about that, is go to lunch every single day. Right. One of your one of your challenges is I tell you about going to lunch every single day um, and they're like, what do you mean? Well, if we go to lunch every single day, Monday through Friday, Mondays and Fridays, take take a partner, take a, a pool cleaning guy, take a an electrician, take a plumber, take a home inspector, take a closing attorney. Mondays and Fridays, let them pay for you. Right. But learn something about their business because relationships building is what we're in this business of doing, not really and truly trying to sell houses. If we're building relationships, the house selling comes naturally. But what I do is, all right, now Mondays and Fridays, I want to take a partner to lunch. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I want to go in and I want to take somebody to lunch. Now, I've probably got 10,000 contacts in my phone. Start with your phone, right? Go in and go in and say, hey, listen, I've dropped the ball. I haven't kept up with you. I'd love to take you to lunch and catch up. This is not about real estate. This is about building relationships with the people you already know. So if we do that, take them to coffee, take them to Chick-fil-A, $20 a day. If you do that three times a week, times 52 weeks, that's 156 lunches. We spend 20 bucks on 156 lunches. That's $3,120. However, if you have 156 meaningful conversation and you convert at a really crappy rate of 5%, guys, that's nine transactions or $100,000 in commission that you just spent $3,120. Because agents go into this with check equity. I mean, uh, I call it commission breath, really. They go into it wanting to figure out where their next commission check's coming from. If they just take a step back, listen and say, hey, man, you know, I've dropped the ball. I'd really love to catch up with you on coffee, grab a beer, get some Chick-fil-A, whatever, something very small and build those. So, Nakia, what's going on with you these days? Well, hey, I'm still in real estate. Well, how's the market? Well, first thing they do is they start talking about, oh, it's great. Now, they know you hadn't sold a, a daggum house in the last six months, but the market's great because agents don't know how to talk to people. So you got to change your mindset. Well, what do you mean, Nakia? Well, the markets, it, it, it depends. The real estate market depends. Or What do you mean? Well, it, the market's great, but it really depends on what you're trying to accomplish. Are you looking to buy a home? You're looking to sell a home? You're looking to do some investments? Like the market's great, but it really depends on what you're trying to do. Because when we start talking and people ask us about real estate and we say it's great, they think, oh, well, he doesn't want to talk about that. Uh, what's the next subject and go on down the road? But one of the things that we talk about in the challenge is just simply the power of going to lunch every single day. Um, that's just one of the things that we bring to you. 
Um, we bring videos from some of the best of the best. Chris Smith with Curator. You got Jerry James from Jerry James um, Today Show. There's several different things. It's not all mine. I bring pieces to those puzzles, um, how to do a massive open house, um, what you should be doing about handwritten note cards. There's so many different things that give us value to build those relationships that really don't cost us a lot of money. It just takes a little bit of time that's really dialed into it. Yeah. And I would say for the lunch, um, you know, what's, and I live in a small town, so I'm in Fountain Hills, Arizona, small town. And we do have some of the, we don't have a Chick-fil-A. I think we only have like a Burger King and McDonald's. We don't have any big chain restaurants here, but you go to these, you know, little tiny cafes, these little restaurants that are independently owned. One, you are helping small businesses in your community right? Which then not only do you bring somebody there for lunch, right? And you're investing into that small business, but then build that relationship even with a small business owner. If you wow. continuously go to that same spot, like I love doing breakfast meetings because I just, I like breakfast. Um, and so I go to the same breakfast joint every, I know the owners, they know me. Um, it's pretty busy place, but I always get a table. I always get like super, you know, star service because they know me because I go there very frequently. And so when you start doing that, then you build that relationship with that business owner. You don't think that they're looking to buy a home someday. That's right. And so I do the same thing. I have the Houston Cafe. It's my favorite breakfast spot. Like literally I go in there, I sit at the same table every single day. And, and so Michael J. Marr talks about this in seven levels of communication, right? He talks about the stack, right? And so we, we can go in there and build those relationships. I can't tell you how many houses I've sold. It's a small town. Um, it, you know, there's state representatives, there's, there's, uh, there's, there's congressmen. Like I've met so many people in there, but the, to your point, right? The, the small business knows me for my name. They know my order. It's funny because they're like, you're going to have your usual. Yes, ma'am. Right. Like I don't, I go in and I sit down and they bring me my coffee and they know that I drink my coffee black. So they don't even put a spoon in it. And, and she always jokes cause I'll have a meeting there and they'll be like, um, uh, do you know what you're going to have? And they're like, uh, well, um, he can go first. She, I already have his order. We know what he's going to have, but it builds that relationship. Um, and it's, it's key to this business is, is being out in the community. It is. It is. And that's what, I mean, well, one of the things that I love about our, our my small town here, but what, a, and a lot of you are in that same position where you can go and you can, um, you know, support those, those small businesses where then they can in turn support you as well in what you're doing. And it's not just to the business owner, but it's to the wait staff, to the whoever, to the support staff around it, where you build those. And then if you're going there for lunch with, you know, your, you know, some of your vendors, your pool vendor, your electrician, your whatever, well, then what happens? Then they can get business from there and you just open up and that's how you open up your whole entire sphere where then the people that you do business with are doing business with the other people that you're doing business with. And so you build this whole sphere of like everyone within your circle is taking care of everyone else. Um, we're back in well, the old country, you know, like where my parents are from, that's how things were done. Like, you know, everyone took care of everyone and everyone seemed to just find food on their table. No problem. Right. We take it, we take it a step further, right? Another 
part of the challenge is we need to create ourselves a Google My Business page, right? And so creating a Google My Business page, what's the number one search engine in the world? Google, right? So now we create the Google My Business page. Now we go to the Hushton Cafe. I'm going with Oasis Pool and Spa. I don't know. That's not really a name here. Maybe. I don't know, but I'm just using them as a Now we go and we take a selfie in front of Hushton Cafe saying I'm with Bob from Oasis Pool and Spa. And the continuous posting from that, we talk about, um, again, it's not my content. A good buddy of mine, Michael Tridhart from Texas, um, teaches Google business at a high level. Like Michael talks about, there's five things we should be doing with Google business. We got to have a profile. We got to have pictures. We got to have reviews. We got to update our profile. There's, there's five things, right? So now we're doing reviews on other businesses from your Google platform. Another one of those daily tasks is put on your calendar every single month. Google yourself so that when people know, people do business with people they know, like, and trust, they're going to Google you. And 91% and of the people do business with somebody they, they know or they were referred to by someone that you know. And so if they don't know you, what is the first thing they're going to do? They're going to Google you, right? So now we're going to put this in here. We're doing these Google My Business photos of you with Bob from Oasis Pool and Spa at the Hushton Cafe, and the Google juice just continues to flow. So, and it's not hard things. Like I get this all the time. Hey, you know, I'm just not tech savvy. You can't go to business.google.com and say, create a profile. I mean, if you can't do that, you can't even work in aisle number eight of the nuts and bolts aisle at Home Depot because you can't count. So like you probably don't need to be in the real estate business because technology doesn't have to be hard. You just have to be intentional about what you're going to do with it. Yeah. And there's always resources. There's always resources. You've oh. got to have that mindset of, and that's kind of to your point too early on, that the mindset of like, this might be a challenge for me. Like I might not be the most tech savvy person, but I'm going to get through it. I'm going to, I'm going to work my tail off. I'm going to get through, I'm going to read books. I'm going to Google it. I'm going to call people. I've, I'm going to ask a friend that knows a friend that can get me. I'm going to ask my teenager to help me, whatever it is. That's right. That's you right. Have to figure, you shouldn't create your own obstacles, you know, where um, you become your own roadblock because you can't get over yourself. And saying like, oh, I can't do this. There's a million things that I can't do, but um, there's not one thing that I've not attempted to try and do and overcome it. I might have to get help from somebody, but I was able to overcome it. It, it goes it goes to say that, you know, I, I always try to be not the smartest person in the room because you can always learn from somebody um, and you surround yourself. You're only as good as the three people you hang out with. Are those three people bringing you up or bringing you down? Like I'm always trying to be in the room with somebody smarter than me because of, and here's the thing, guys, like if you're in that room. God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. Just listen like people are going to if you listen, there's so much that you're going to take from that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And when you surround yourself with people that, um, you know, that are, I don't want to always say better than you, but that you have, they have the qualities that you're trying to attain. Well, it, then if you're surrounding yourself with them, you'll be the fourth, you'll end up being the fourth one that has those because you will absorb, you will learn. Um, like Nakia said, you've got two ears, listen in and, and ask questions. I think, you know, I don't, I don't think we do that justice enough where people like don't raise their hand. I mean, I know I can be one of those people sometimes where I'm like, I'm going to just figure this out myself. I don't need anybody, but it's okay to ask for help. Um, you know, that's the, it's a, it's a really 
um, important thing to overcome that fear of like asking somebody like, I don't know how to do a Google My Business page, or I don't know how to um, set up my CRM, or I don't know how to figure out how to get the average, you know, home price in my, you know, for my MLS. I don't know how to do that. Well, it's okay. Just ask your, your fellow realtor, your broker, one of, you know, one of your friends, ask Nakia, you know, those are the reasons, these are the reasons why, um, why we have this type of forum is to provide that. I mean, I know Nakia, you serve, I mean, you serve on, on um, a local board right now. You're getting ready to serve more on a state level. I know you do things with the National Association of Realtors. I mean, and that's all providing the service for your fellow realtors, where it doesn't matter if they're the realtor down the road or, you know, on the other side of the country. It's, we're all here to help one another um, grow and, and be better. I think if the more we do that for one another, the better everyone becomes. And I tell people all the time, that's the reason I, I absolutely love to serve the Realtor Association because I'm bringing back value. Um, I, I may be in Colorado, I may be in Florida, I may be in Indiana, wherever I'm at, I'm bringing back ideas for people that are around us. And it, it allows us to really, truly, you know, we, we always talk about the real estate industry. Everything starts in, in California, then it comes to Arizona, then it goes to New York and Florida, and then it comes up to Georgia, right? We're seeing all these things. We're all doing the same thing. People need a place to live. We have to facilitate how that's going to work. Now, people in Arizona may be doing something different this month. I may be traveling, and I may be able to bring that back to the people of Georgia. Um, I was up in uh, almost Chattanooga last week teaching, and they're like, you know, it's our, our average sales price is lower than yours. All that means is you got to have two more conversations versus one conversation somebody else might have. You can't be thinking about, well, your average sales price is higher than ours. Yeah, maybe so, right? But it's still, it, it starts with that conversation that we're going to have, you know, because everybody, you know, not everybody, um, but in that particular situation, and a lot of times I hear there's always an objection, but, right? That person who's saying, but, hadn't realized that they're almost to the bottom yet. And they're, they're just wanting to be negative about it instead of say, oh, okay, let me go try this. The challenge is for everybody, right? This may work for me, but it not, may not work for you. But you may be able to do this and this from that challenge that I said that really did work for you. So I, our job is just to bring as many tools um, to the toolbox as possible for you to be a better agent. Um, and really and truly better serve the community, right? Especially if you've been in the business for any length of time, if you've been in the business in the last 48, 72 hours, like this business is crazy right now. And, 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 the, and the news flying around, we have to do better. We have to be more intentional about the things that we're going to do because we are better than, than everybody else. We are professionals. We are held to the code of ethics and, and higher standard. And we just have to be able to identify uh, identify. You know, I tell people all the time here in Georgia, everybody knows four or five real estate agents. Why are you different? Why should they do business with you versus doing someone else? You need to have that three to five minute elevator speech about why they should do business with you, right? Why are you in this business? You know, I asked a realtor the other day, why are you a realtor? Um, um, and, and so literally the mission statement was on the, on the um, local association's wall. And I literally turned her chair and said, this is why you're doing what you're doing to optimize realtor productivity and profitability. Now we're able to see the vision of what we're doing 
but it's those little nuggets that a lot of people don't have the ability. Well, they're out trying to sell houses instead of getting that education or going into some of these meetings and learning from others. So really and truly the challenge is about bringing that to you um, in your, in your um, inbox every single day that you can take those little nuggets. Yeah. And I know I, I talked to, you know, agents all, you know, pretty much all day long. And um, over the last, what, 11, 12 years that I've been in this industry, one of the things that I always hear, especially from new agents is like, gosh, I, I really don't, I haven't sold anything. I don't know, you know, I don't know what I could be posting on social media, what I can get people to understand, like, why would they choose me? Um, what, what do you say to, to a new agent that's like, and I'm sure that there's someone on here that's listening and saying like, okay, why are they going to choose me instead of the other person that they know? It's about building those relationships, even new people, right? Um, even if somebody knows that you're new, they're going to be willing to do business with you. if You're building the relationship with them. Um, go into the conversation of not, I know, I know, I know, um, drives me crazy when I'm talking to my kids and like, yeah, I know. No, actually, you don't know, right? So go into the conversation with listening. Um, a lot of people, they get into these, again, part of the 60-day challenge is a, is a system that I've been teaching for years, and, I, and I'm, I'm almost certain that we've talked about it on here before, 30, 30, and 3, right? Um, part of that system, I'm teaching you 30, 30, and 3 in the 60-day challenge. 30 minutes a day, we got to work on our databases. 30 minutes a day, we need to work on our systems. Three hours a day for one, I mean, three days a week for one hour, we're going to be working in our database. Well, that number two, 30, right, is those systems. A lot of new people get in this business and they just go start trying to sell houses, right? So part of that is building those, uh, those systems. If a buyer calls me today and says, hey, I want to buy a house, what is that system? For you new guys, you need to be creating that out, right? Well, I don't really know. Well, have you bought a house yourself? Well, I have. Okay. What were the steps that you did when you were buying those houses, right? Well, I started searching. Um, I got pre-approval um, and then I went out looking for houses and then I found the house and my agent wrote a contract and then we negotiated the contract and the, the right there's eight steps right there write all those down 30 minutes a day just write them down right the other thing that um, new people do is we went and we spent close to $2,500 just to get in this business, right? We spent $500 on the um, real estate school. Um, it took us a couple of times to pass the state exam. So it cost us a couple hundred bucks each time. Once we passed the state exam, it was a couple hundred bucks to get our license. And then we went to our brokerage and they said, well, our monthly dues are this and, and you need to join a realtor board and it's this amount of money and you're going to have to buy signs and you're going to buy lot boxes. So on average, a brand new agent's going to spend 2,500 bucks and they haven't made any money yet. Well, a lot of people, $2,500 is a lot of money. It's a lot of money to me. And so now I got to figure out how do I make this money back? And so they don't really concentrate on those foundations of learning. Hey, I need to get me a buyer um, presentation. I need to get me a listing presentation. I need to start working, right? Everybody wants to go straight into technology, right? Well, time out. You know, you need to start learning your MLS, right? That's where we really make our money because like for us here in Georgia, we have 26 MLSs in Georgia across the state. Well, everybody thinks, oh, the MLS is just the search, right? Well, we have drip campaigns for, for um, searches and we have um, tax records and we have this and we have that. Start learning how to actually do searches. Start learning how to put your clients on drip campaigns. Um, one of the things that I tell brand new agents 
is every single day go preview a house. And they're like, what? Yeah, just, just call the listing agent and say, hey, I'd like to preview your house. Go look at the house, spend some time in it, learning the different things between granite countertops and Corian and, and tile backsplashes and carpet versus hardwoods. Start learning these things, but then leave that house every single time, go home and sell that house to your cat, to your goldfish, to your pet iguana, whatever. But now by the time you get that client, You've written 10, 15, 20 transactions, so it doesn't take you eight hours to write a um, to write a contract. And that first contract that you do write is going to take you eight hours, and you're going to take you a six pack of Miller Lite or whatever you're drinking, right? And it's going to take you're going to eat a bunch of uh, you know stuff because you're so nervous and freaked out. But if you do three, five times a week, preview a house, go write the offer. What happens when you get to that point where you have that client in place? Confidence is not a, is not an issue, right? You, that lack of certainty is gone because you've already written 25 offers to your cat. Like the cat's tired of, of getting pre-approval letters at this point, right? So now it's just thinking differently and thinking we don't have to go write a check to get money. We can put some sweat equity into it and really and truly um, grow our business. Yeah. And that, I mean, and that's just mastering mastering your craft. You know, you should know how to speak on some of the things, know the difference between, you know, quartz and granite and, you know, hardwood, hardwood versus laminate and whatnot. Know your craft, know your industry, know, know your stuff and practice that um, and master it. But then also master the, the art of speaking the spoken word. I know a lot of times I got three teenagers, um, my goodness, this next generation is going to have, they're going to have a tough, you know, tough time with the communication skills, the verbal communications, because they're on these devices all day long and they can type like a million words a second, you know, with two thumbs super quick. The, the problem is they're not even typing anymore, right? They're hitting oh, Siri yeah. and they're saying, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and the next thing true. you know, like it, it's hard for them to actually write a complete sentence Yeah. Um, because Siri does it all for them. You know, and that goes down to another day. I tell you to, to, to purchase another book. A good friend of mine, Chris Smith from Curator down in Orlando, he has a book called Exactly What to Say, him and Phil Jones wrote. And so it's a filled guide. It's not a book that you read cover to cover. It's a filled guide about objections that buyers and sellers have. And like, to your point, practicing your craft, go buy that book, find you an accountability partner and read those sections and really digest those sections. Would you be offended if... If I were to um, send you information that was valuable to you? Well, of course not. People want valuable information. They don't want crappy information. That's why one of the things that I talk about with our agents, you know, drip campaigns within, um, within CRMs, like we just go and we, you know, in the very beginning, you may have to put those drip campaigns as they are. But then what, it, what we can do is we can take those drip campaigns and we can create them ourselves. Take that 10-step drip campaign and go into, I'm going to say it, I serve on a national committee for it, AI, right? We have the, we have the writer right within, um, we have it right here within Wise Agent. Take that campaign and say, hey, take that information, the content in that campaign, put it in the um, AI writer and say, I want to put it in my voice. Put it in, create me a script for this. Now we use the video editor, write it, create the video. We know that people are going to watch video 10 times more than they're going to look at a 
three, four paragraph email that you send them, you know, we know 97% of all text messages sent with a video are looked at in the first three minutes. So now create some of those drip campaigns that are just generic in the, in the system to your own words by creating a short video. Now you're going to leverage because people see it as personal connections. So we can take that information that we're using in the 60 day challenge, put it right in your drip campaign to make it easier for you, but it's in your voice. And when it's in your voice, people know, like, and trust you. They don't know, like, and trust the words that are on an email screen because they really can't put you with that, but they can put you with that if it's in your voice, in your face, in your, in your look. Yeah, I love that. And, I, and you know, Jerry just made a comment. If you know the market, you know the stats um, and what impacts the market and interest rates, then you don't need scripts. But I think, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's absolutely true. But in order to get to that point, you need to you need to, you know, fine tune and you need to get to that point and get comfortable with that. I think it's really easy to um, to say, like, oh, I got this. And then you don't got it. And I know that's one thing my kids always say, oh, I got this. I got this, mom. I got it. And I'm like, you don't got it. You don't know what you don't know yet. And so sometimes it is about like figuring that out. And I think it's perfectly acceptable to also as a new agent to say, you know, I, this is, I've been taking these CE classes. I've been taking, you know, I've been attending these seminars. I'm, I've been, you know, being mentored by, by my broker, by this coach or by whatnot. And I know these things. I, I've been studying the market. When you start relaying the information that you know, and what makes you, um, you know, what value you bring and what information, you know, that's when people are going to say, like, are going to stop and say like, okay, well, yeah, I'd like to hear more about this. And then when you can say it in an eloquent way, Right. Because if you're stuttering and stammering over your words and you're you're searching for the words in your head because you don't know it well enough, then that's where you're going to look like you don't know what you're talking about. So you have to have that confidence. But, and I and I, I agree 100 percent with Jerry. I was a police here in Metro Atlanta for many years. And if I were to read scripts and call one of my law enforcement buddies, they'd be like, where the hell is Nikia and what have you done with him? Like, that's just not the way Nikia talks. Jerry, the way we get around that is your, your exact point. We started the very beginning of this conversation talking about average sale prices. We need to know our areas that we serve. Three to five mile radius around your own home, right? My average sales price is this. Um, in the last six months, there's been this many homes sold. The last 12 months, there's been this many homes sold. My average days on market are this, right? Now there's 44 days on market in Jackson County, Georgia, which is where I live, right? What does that tell us? Well, there for a minute we were selling houses as fast as we could list them now sellers still think that their prices are way up here and, and we're not educating our sellers so it's taking us longer to sell 44 days on market is not a very long time when i was doing short sales and we would have 120 180 days on market right so now we got to look at being able to know those average sales prices, days on market, the you know how many homes have sold those areas, knowing your stats. To your point, Jerry, you're not going to need to have scripts, but new people who are in this business sometimes they need that that little step stool to get them where they need to be, and that book it resonates well with a lot of people for sure. Yeah. And I know in your, you know, I, I know I don't know all the details about your 60 day challenge, but I know you, I know you pretty well, um, where I know that there's going to be some discussion of CRM because I know you've got to have um, with everything. And it doesn't matter if you are a new agent or you've been, a, you're a seasoned agent, you need to have some way of 
um, you know, keeping track of things and keeping yourself organized. Um, some of the things that people have been saying in um, the conversation here have been, you know, I need more um, organization. I need systems and processes. I need to get myself um, organized. And a CRM will help you with that. If you know who you're talking to and what you've said in the past, so then you know what to say next, that will help you get to that transaction. And I know you said that conversations lead to, or relationships lead to conversations, which lead to the transactions. It might not happen in the time frame that like is what you're wanting, right? Just because I have a, a conversation with somebody, you know, someone came, you know, I, I built this relationship and I'm like, okay, um, your time's up. I need you to buy a house right now because I need that check that it's not going to always work out that way for you. You got to have patience in there, right? But New people want to come in and they want to go straight to what leads are you going to give me? Well, guys, online leads take 14 to 16 months to cultivate and, and you know, lead generation leads to lead conversion, leads to lead follow-up, right? But 14 to 16 months, what are those people doing? They're getting to know, like, and trust you before they transact business with you. So if we take our phones, and to your point, right, part of that 60-day challenge is, is working in our database, right? Working that CRM. You know, uh, we talk about in that first 30 um, for me is is um, we're going to spend 30 minutes a day working on our database. First thing you need to have is a first name, last name, email address and phone number. And do these people own or rent? Then I take you through to categorize them. S-O-I, A-B-C-D-E-N-F. And, we, and I think we could probably link that webinar to this one so that people can watch that one. But because uh, we go into it very in depth with that. But now we're going to categorize them. We're going to put them in there. And as we're doing that, and, and that's where she, you and I have a little bit of a, a, a a different of opinion because I'm the guy I want you putting five or 10 in the in their day because what I know new agents have the tendency to want to dump um let's see here on my phone today I have as of today I have 9,975 contacts on my phone. New agents, I mean, obviously you're not going to have that, but new agents are going to have 500. Average, it's about 500 is what I see usually. They're going to dump all 500 in there, throw them on a drip campaign, and they expect that in two weeks, we're going to have people asking us to, to, to buy a house. Well, my philosophy is, and, and, and I, I agree with her too, but my philosophy, let's put five or 10 in there. Let's make that content and that data really rock solid, right? Get that, you know, use the um, use the CRS power tools or, or realist um, tax records to be able to go in there and get where do they live, right? We know that they own. Let's let's search them in the tax records and and add that address. And so now we're getting um, anniversaries. And, and, and now when you do that, you're putting that stuff in there. And now you're putting them on a drip campaign five or 10 at a time because the drip campaign also has a calling feature. And if I put 500 people in, in there and then I throw them on a drip campaign in six weeks, I got to call 500 people. Well, I'm going to call two of them. And well, that was fun for the six weeks that I did it. And now what do I do next? Because I'm not going to do that again. That's stupid. So my thought process, put them a little bit of time in there, right? But the other part to that is 30 minutes a day, we're working on our systems 
get to know the systems. Wise Agent has so many tools in there. They got Lockbox database management. They got um, ways for you to build flyers for your for your um, properties. You can build flyers if you don't have listings. You can build open house flyers, and you can build landing pages for you to be able to do your open houses. There's so many things in there. But spend 30 minutes a day learning how to use that system because there's so many features in there. It's not just about putting names and email addresses and phone numbers in there and then never doing anything with it. Part of my process when I was in production is I've closed over 700 short sales. What did we do? Well, 85% of our business come from other real estate agents. I remember a time that I called this lady. I'm like, hey, it's Nakia from Two Short Sale Guys. Just checking in with you, see if you had anything coming up that I could help you with on the short sale. She said, Nikia, I'd love to talk to you. She says, but I'm in line at Disney for, um, with my daughter. I said, what ride are you about to ride? And she said, Dumbo, right? In my CRM, I, she's riding Dumbo. So the next time I spoke to her, which was like six months later, hey, how was Disney? How was that Dumbo ride? I, she's like, how in the world did you remember that? I, that it's my job to keep up with my friends and family, right? I, in my head, I'm like, I don't remember that. That's... It's about putting those notes and being able to detail those accounts that you're having with people. But we don't know how to do that if you don't spend time learning those systems. Yeah, yeah, and it, it and it is. And if you aren't, you know, um, tech savvy, that's okay because that's what our job is. And we will walk you through things. We will help you. There's video tutorials. You name it. We could do a Zoom call um, with. You could do a Zoom call with our training or support staff to help you through that. Um, and we even have content for you. Nakia, you mentioned the AI. We have that writing assistant. There's things that you can do to leverage, um, to leverage the technology to just make you, um, I don't want to say work less, just like work smarter, where you don't have to just do all the things that need to be done. I think all of those things do need to be done, but they could be done beforehand, like when you've got maybe a little bit of a, a slower market or a down market where you can say, let, let me get all of these things in place because we know real estate does have these ebbs and flows. And then once it goes up and you're on the top of that roller coaster, you're not scrambling to figure out like, oh, shoot, I got to get these drip campaigns out for these people because I didn't think about having a drip campaign for whatever it is, right? And, right. you know, people, people buying bigger homes and moving up and whatnot. I didn't think about that six months ago when it was slower. Well, you know, you've, that's, this is the time where you start putting all of those things in there, then you can start getting ahead of the curve and then being able to just keep up once things are up and, you know, totally high in demand, then, cause they're going to be demanding of your time. Things are still going to be taken care of. And you could focus your time on where you need to focus on so you can get your paycheck um, and things are still flowing through, right? No matter what. So if it is, you're just adding those five people. And it's not that I agree. It's not that Nikki and I disagree with um, the, the execution of putting people on a drip campaign a little at a time. I totally agree with him on that. It's just for me and maybe it's just the way my brain works, um, is that I like getting everybody in here and then sifting through like with wise agent and I'll share my screen here. Um, and I'll show you guys what I like personally do, um, is I'll go in here and I'll go through my contact list. And instead of having, um, I do two things. One, I sort everything by the date added. So the newest people on top, 
And I think the default is generally 250. I sorted it by 30. So I'm like, I know I can call 30 people. Well, I'm a chatterbox. So if I call 30 people in one day, like that's all I'm doing because I'm I'm a chatterbox. So that'll take up most of my day, right? And so what I can do then is have the conversations, right? And go through and make keep my notes and keep everything going, add my notes in here. And then after my note is done, like, oh, okay, well, I need to add these people. I don't know who this person is. I'm gonna add these people to this drip campaign, right? So because I know that that's, this is where they belong. So I'm gonna add them to the drip campaign that I believe that they belong to, right? And so then I select them, I put them in here, and then I go on. Now let me make my other, you know, five, 10 calls or whatever it is. Um, but that's and, that that's the only thing that we disagree on. Everything and, else. And I, and I think I like I like the way you do that because here, here's another part that I see with agents all the time. And and brokers, I, I noticed there was a couple of brokers on here. I know you guys see it all the time. We get we get our agents that walk in our office and they're like, I got contacts. And I'm like, the first thing I do is I grab somebody's phone. And I, I look at their contacts. Right. But agents, you got to remember, if you got three or four, five email accounts on your phones. Right. That means more than likely, if you're not tech savvy, you've got four or five um contacts turned on on your phone. So now when we get that information in, we got to download it from each of those con those um, um, email accounts that you have, right? We got to, we got to source those. So I do like the fact of dumping them in there. It, and, and I have a, a part of the 60 day challenge. We talk about this, right? We got to have one place to put all of our contacts because what we have is we have you know, all of these different email accounts. They so have contacts turned on. We got to uh, physically log into that email account on the web. We got to export all those contacts. It's going to export to a CSV file, right? Now what happens? Well, you got to delete those contacts and people freak out. They're like, I can't delete my contacts. Well, you have them in your CSV file, right? Delete them out of there. Turn that contacts off on that particular account. Go to the next one. Now we got to upload them all into that one account. Um, and having to do it through that with you, you have the you have the the contact sync so that it goes into their accounts and synchronizes with that. Now it's going to be able to help you with that. But but one of the keys, guys, is we don't think about the small things about I've got contacts in five different places, right? Um, I was a police for a long time, and part of that was I in, in my patrol car. This was back before we really even had computers. I had an index filing box that had people's names in it, and I would literally staple um, color um, post-it notes based on the when they were thinking about transacting business. So I would staple it to the top of that index card and it had Billy Bob on it and he's going to be buying a house in October and it's June now. So I got to start talking to him, getting him pre-approved, dealing with these things. Now we're able to do that. We don't have to do that anymore. We can leverage that technology and it's not hard. You eat an elephant one bite at a time. And that's the key to the 30, 30 and 3. 30 minutes, we're going to work on that system and we're going to take that one little bit of bite of time. 30 minutes a day, you need to go through and categorize those contacts and, and work through that. But 30 minutes a day, you need to know those systems. Learn how to make landing pages in Wise Agent. Learn how to create those, those drip campaigns and customize them to yourself so that it's coming from your voice. And learning how to manage your lot boxes and all the things that they have, property flyers and all those type things. There's ways to leverage your business that it doesn't have to be hard for you. It just takes a little bit of time for you investing in your business to make that happen.
Yeah, no, I love that. And I, and I love that you're, you're, you're seeing it my way where it's, you get it into one central. No, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and really, and, and here's what, and this is the only thing that I would add to um, the part about getting, you know, if you've got five email accounts or whatever it is, three, whatever that number is, is it's the duplicates. And that is the most important thing is that you can you should not have duplicates. Duplicates will hurt your business because if you call Mary today and then you you inadvertently call her again tomorrow because in one in your Gmail account she's Mary Smith, but in your you know MSN account from 20 years ago it was her maiden name Jones, and you don't realize that, then you're gonna look like a fool. And duplicates will will really harm your business. So getting them into that one central location, so then you can say like, oh, this these are the people that I have to work with. And the duplicates, we you know, when you're importing them now, if you got a Mary Smith and a Mary Jones, those do look like two different people. But if you go through and you're like, ooh, I think Mary Smith, that was her maiden name. Let me make sure that that's not in here. Um, and we even look through email address. You can search duplicates by email address. So then if she's got the same email address under both contact records, you can say that's a duplicate. I don't need to make that second touch. It'll save you time, most definitely, but it'll also save you embarrassment <laughs> and looking like you're not organized. And so that is a huge thing, at least in, that's my professional opinion, is that you want to make sure that you're maximizing your time at the things that really make a difference and not these things that could trip you up like duplicates. Well, and the part of that other, the, the narrative with that is, is, hey, Mary, I just want to touch base with you. Like, I don't want to drop the ball. And I noticed that I have two different email addresses for you. What What's the most current email address? Because there's times that I have things of value that I, may, I want to make sure I share with my friends and family. And we want to make sure that we're sending it to the right email address. So it gives you that opportunity to have a conversation with Mary to say that. And I noticed if you want to share your screen one more time, yeah. one of the things that you had in there with the contacts is it shows you, hey, you have you don't have an email associated with this particular incomplete address. You have an incomplete phone number. So going through there and looking at those things, you're able to search through there for incompletes. So now duplicate email addresses, right? Now you're able to really maximize how you're doing that so that you can make sure that you're, 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 um, you're yeah, sorry. Yeah, keeping your data clean. Yeah, if you want to keep your data clean, because it just would, you know, um, and it's just that simple to really do um, within our search. And I'm sharing my screen here for everyone um, just to note that if you go into your contact list and you look under our search group, we have a ton of different search options here. So if you even look at the people that you've texted and have never replied. This, I, I love this search. We added this because for a couple of reasons, and oops, you got to love demo accounts. Um, I, we added this search because if I'm texting somebody and I'm not getting any replies, it could be either two, one of two things, in my opinion. One, I might have um, a landline for their cell phone number. Or two, I'm, you know, they're not texters. They might have a flip phone, like, you know, some people still do, you know, um, that might be a possibility. They don't know how to text. They don't text. That's not their thing. And it's okay. So then you can just say, all right, I'm no longer going to be texting them. That's not their jam. That's fine. I'll move on to somebody else. Um, you can say, who have I texted and they've been replying? I know that this is might be their preferred method of contact, that they just love right. texting. So let me do that. Who do I not have an address for? 
why don't I have an address for them? What what's happening here that I don't know that information about this person because I should have been building a relationship with them and be able to go in there and fill that in. Um, so there's there's a ton of search groups in here that you can do to really help you fine tune your data because I think that is a, a key indicator on who you call and what you say. Um, because sometimes the conversations can't always be, hey, Nakia, are you looking to buy a house today or sell a house? Sometimes right. it's going to be, hey, Nakia, you know what? I was looking at my, my um, address book and it looks like I don't have a cell phone number for you. I only have your home phone number. Do you happen to have a cell phone? Can I text you some things? Can Is that okay? It's just that that kind of simple thing that really people are not going to be objecting to that um unless they don't have a cell phone number maybe one of the you know very few people last well, people on the planet <laughs> and, and you said something a minute ago you can't go straight for the real estate right um our buddy jared james talks about this all the time right yeah. you got to court them before you can ask them to marry you right you're not just gonna say i need i need who's I need you to sell a house, right? Like you have to build that relationship. You have to build that relationship and then get engaged and then um, go to the marriage because you have to court them before you can ask them because it's about building that know, like, and trust. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I just noticed the time while Sarah's, um, you know, telling me the time. Um, we've got a minute left. I am so um, thankful for you coming on and sharing the 60 day challenge. And I would say, you know, on behalf of, I, I wanna say everyone, um, all the realtors, I'm grateful that you're doing the 60 day challenge. Uh, Cause I think this is just gonna make our industry, our agents, our realtors that much better. Um, and, and so thank you for doing that. And thank you for sharing all this information with us. Um, and okay, you did put the link on where they need to go to, to join the 60 day challenge. Yeah, just just go to NakiaBrooks.com. My email is in there. You can email me. Um, I don't care if you're in, in in Indiana, you're in California, Oregon, if you're here in Georgia. Um, this is about making the industry better and helping you grow. So uh, if you're interested in the 60-day challenge, just shoot me an email. We'll get you on it. Um, we have, I think, over 200 people on that campaign right now, and, and we're going to help that challenge. So if you send us an email and say, hey, please add me to this challenge, just bear with us. We'll get you on it. And and um, if we can ever do anything to help you guys, just let us know. We, we, I think, you know, if we're helping each other, we're helping everybody grow. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm um, uh, looking forward to seeing you next week. If you guys are in Savannah, stop by um, the Wise Agent booth um, for a quick conversation, a hug, a picture, some swag. We'd love to see you and talk to you um, if we could help you at all with your CRM needs. Um, I'm going to be back after Savannah and Hawaii, and I don't know if I'm going anywhere else after that. Those such a slacker. I'm I going know. to Hawaii. No. <laughs> You know, my kids are like, are you going to go to the beach? I'm like, uh, absolutely. I'm going to the beach. I'm like, did you meet me just now? I'm like, yes, I'll come back Tanner. Um, and so I'll be back on the webinar series, September 15th at 10 AM, um, with one of my friends up in New York, Anthony Fernandez, we're going to be talking about building community connections, um, and how that can drive your real estate business. So, um, Anthony's doing some really cool things up there in New York. So, and, uh, I think, I can't remember, is it Bronx or Brooklyn? One of the bees, uh, one of the boroughs up there. So I'm excited for that conversation and and to give you a hug, Nikki. I know it was your birthday a couple of days ago too. So I, I owe you a, a birthday beer dinner, um, birthday beer. Yeah. 
I love alliterations. And then um, <laughs> speaking of birthdays, it's also Brandon Wise, our CEO um, and founder. It's his birthday today too. So wish him a happy birthday. If you guys um, know him, reach out to him as well. It's all those little touches, all those little relationships make a difference. So um, right. all right, friend, I will see you. I'll see you in Savannah next week. Have a great day. All right, you too. Thanks everyone. Bye. Thank you.